NBA basketball fans, welcome back to the NBA Banter Podcast. He's Marshall. I'm Chris. And we're here to talk about the offseason. You know, there wasn't just one, well, there was one move or two, three moves that we could talk about. But once Durant, you know, the requesting a trade, Kyrie popping in and they want to opt out of him, um, pause. Uh, a variety of things happened, but we we were still lingering on what Aiton's going to do. Then he signed the waiver. Boom. All of a sudden, next thing you know, Phoenix kept him. So we were just kind of waiting. We were about to do a podcast. Then all of a sudden, like I said, with the Durant. Then, and, this, and so we didn't quite know. This is by far the latest we've done our first free agency show. So um, I remember doing one in early uh, July a couple years back, and then AD got traded, I think, in August. So we did one. And who knows? Maybe we'll do one in August when if, if Durant gets traded then. So we've been kind of lingering, seeing what the hell's going on out there. But we finally said, all right, it doesn't look like Durant's going to be moved anytime soon as far as the next week or two. Who knows with Kyrie? Who I mean, he doesn't even know. Um, he may go study abroad for next year. You never really know. But we do know Aiton is a Phoenix Sun, and he's not moving. And, of course, the Utah. We'll look at it from the Utah and the Timberwolves, Minnesota Timberwolves perspective. So we're going to break, you know, some of the minor moves that Boston did. We'll talk about Golden State. Talk about some contracts that people didn't quite know, like Zach and Zion. Were they going to return? Were they going to, or not return, I mean, Zach was a free agent, but were they going to sign extensions or deals that a lot of people all year didn't think they were going to do? Um, now, recently, the Westbrook stuff. He, uh, he fired his agent. On one hand, you hear that, you know, he probably is going to move on the next time, next day you hear, actually, we're going to make it work. So it, it's all over the place. We're going to discuss a wide variety of stuff here on the show. Um, if this is your first time listening to the NBA banter, usually it's called the NBA playoff banter podcast. But in this scenario, it's the NBA banter podcast that streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope it radio you don't have to go to blog talk and rope it open download the show there directly or listen to the browser if you don't want to you can find this nba podcast under the rope dope radio podcast on apple podcast iHeartRadio, player fm tune in spricker stitcher amazon music google podcast the whole whole different a whole variety of places you can find it while you're at it why don't you head on over to the grueling truth.com and one more thing if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have you're not quite happy i got something for you it's called direct tv stream and right now for a very limited time they are offering four different streaming tv packages just go to the website direct tv stream um there's a variety of the, the entertainment package Choice, Ultimate, and Premiere. They got deals that lock you in uh, for 12 months. They got deals that lock you in for three months. That include HBO, Max, Showtime, Stars, and Cinemax. There's a variety of stuff going on. It's called Direct TV Stream. Okay, let's go ahead and bring in my friend Marshall here, the co-host. And um, first of all, how how is your summer going on so far? What you been up to? How are you? It's been a weird off season, right? 
It's been weird. We we kept texting each other like, are we ready to do one? It's very NFL free agency where you could tell the COVID salary cap caught up to some teams. I mean, when, when Aiden takes that long for anybody to even sign him, that shit tells you something about what's going on with the salary cap this year. Yeah, it's uh, – well, the- Personally, I, I went up like I always do. I was uh, go home to see my family uh, in, in Minneapolis. I played a lot of golf with my dad and uh, played some of the best golf I've ever played in my life. But then I've come back down to Texas where – and I'm all for – like I, I played a lot in like 90s, but it's really hard to want to go golf when it's like 105 degrees. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a white boy and I really don't want skin cancer. So I, if we could get – just in the 90s, Chris, I'd be happy golf golfing, but once 104 degrees outside, it's like, ah, that's probably probably not smart to go golf that day. So, uh, and it's going to be 104 degrees for like the next like 10 days. So maybe I should go to Top Golf a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, uh, life, life is life is okay. Life's okay. Um, and yeah, this is kind of the slow sport time of the year because all you really have right now is baseball uh, i suppose it should be in the world cup but i'll be during november this year um and yeah for basketball I, obviously no sport ever really does hang in the news like nfl does they've kind of got that shit down to a system where we have the draft and we have the schedule releasing all that shit but the nba not that adam silver controls it but they've they've, they've, they've been hanging around uh whether um, it's about Westbrook in the news or the Gobert trade or where's the I think it hangs around more than the NFL, actually. Oh, well, I, and they, they, they have been in the news more. And I think that's kind of been a thing. Obviously, the schedule release the NBA is not quite a thing like NFL. But anyways, but yeah, um, it, it has been big news. Actually, when I did go back to see a, my good friend in Fargo, um, a handful of weeks ago, I literally, I drove, I left Minneapolis, I drove to Fargo, I sat down at a bar, and within 10 minutes of ordering a drink and sipping water, I saw USC and UCLA leaving, and so I literally texted my buddies that, and I texted you that, and then within, by the time those text messages got sent back, I also sent the, oh, Katie requested a trade. Like, I was like, dude, that my, I, I wanted to sit down and have a beer. <laughs> and, and my favorite college football team's leaving and KD's going to get traded. So, um, let's see those Trojans in cold weather. That's what I'm oh, talking dude, about. Hey, I, I would, I would love to go to a USC football gopher game with you, man. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a, a, a fun weekly college football podcast to do, maybe do it from, from the frozen tundra of Minneapolis. That'd be a lot of fun. So, uh, but for football, and uh, I should say basketball. Yeah, let's get off of football. Obviously, the the KD news hasn't happened yet. Uh, but as we were saying before the show, I, I still do think he will be traded. Um, I it's think he obviously, yeah, I, I think he still wants to play for a ring. He he wants to tack on a few more. Got four um, years and, on his deal too. And, and I think that Kyrie is such a a wild card that. If I'm KD, well, I hate even saying that, but I think both of those guys are so unpredictable that if I am Kevin Durant, I look at a place like a Miami or maybe venturing back to the Bay Area as giving myself a much better chance. Like, we clearly never saw this whole Nets experiment play out the way they wanted. Because, I mean, shit, that what that 
first game against yeah, about Boston a, a couple month of years or something like that, where they did really good, you know, and that was about it. <laughs> there, there was that series against Boston, but then you had a couple ankle rolls, and like you, you never. Now again, if they would have been healthy, a whole different story. But that that dream never quite played out. So. Yeah, I, I, I do think we probably I, I would assume we'll probably do a show again or, or or we'll we'll have the news break one of these days where Durant will leave. I'd be very surprised to see Durant with kind of how he operates. I don't think he's gonna put all of his eggs in the basket and say, Hey, Kyrie's my guy who may or may not be here and I'm gonna bring my talent back to Brooklyn. Because there's well, not really be nice icing, Chris. Uh... You better be icing Simmons back too. You know I, mean? I just. I mean, they actually their roster's not that bad though. If you look at it right now, you look and you look at their starters in the five, and you're like, huh. I wonder how far they could go. It'd be kind of interesting. But yeah, I agree. I think he'll leave. Or you know. Yeah. Well, who knows with COVID restrictions and Kyrie? Like, is Kyrie going to play? 65 games as a teammate, or is he going to go on a journey? Is he going to go send a well, like, his knee, you know, Black Lives no. Matter? Or, you know, it, and, and it's, hey, he can do what he wants. He's getting paid, and he can live his own life. But, again, if I'm looking for Durant, I'm saying I want to win a ring or two more. Is Kyrie my most dependable guy, or should I go to Miami, where they are probably the most well-ran organization from a basketball standpoint, just from – a, a, a win probability, like they're they're a very well run company. I'm not saying it guarantees them a title, but Riley, they have their shit together down there with Spolstra. Like that would be such a more of an intriguing place to me if I was Durant, or if it works out going back to Golden State, where clearly your the nucleus is older. They they got their title, and God bless them. I'm happy for what they did as being a Golden State fan. But even so, again, you're going back to Steph, Claymon, and Dre. Uh, or Draymond Clay, and again, you're you're putting yourself right back in contention for a contender. So yeah, I do think the KD news will break eventually. But with that being said, Chris, let's talk what, about the two teams that were in the in the championship: Golden State and Dallas. So Dallas made a trade to get Christian Wood, who's an upcoming like 25, 26 year old who'll probably be in the starting lineup. But in the same breath. They lost Jalen Brunson. I understand why they're not going to pay him that kind of money, but they didn't lose him, and he was a key part to that team. You, that's undeniable this year. Golden State was able to keep Looney, who you saw all those damn that 18 rebound game. Like he, they needed Looney. We 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 hear about the small lineup with Golden State. They needed Looney this year, and he did a damn good job. Yes. They did lose Peyton, but they also uh, signed Dante. What is it? DiVincenzo? DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo. So they got Dante, who's just a, a good, solid ball sure. player or whatever. But they did lose Peyton, who was starting to really come on there defensively. Like I said, they kept Looney. Those two, give your takes on, on that. Does Dallas take a step back now? Uh, you know? Uh, I think that... Golden State's good to go. Yeah, I think I, it was there, key for them to keep Looney, especially yeah. when they got old boy too, uh, the center that's going to come off the bench probably. Look all right. Oh, you know, if, if you get a healthy Wiseman, who we've still not even seen that kid's potential. Um, I think Golden State will be fine again. Again, that if, as long as that nucleus is intact and Curry is intact, like and Clay should be healthier. I think they'll be fine. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I've, again, I'm not expecting a title. They got their last title. If that's the last one they get, that's fine by me with this group. But I, I, I would bet, I would bet a good chunk of my Golden State's in the playoffs again next year. Like that, that nucleus ain't going away. And you've seen over the last handful, well, shit, for the past 10 years, they draft and develop players about as good as any organization in the league. Like that, not, not that everyone has to become a, a, a Draymond or a Clay, but even like the smaller nucleus players, players like a Looney or a Peyton. Like they do it, they do an incredible job of developing um, role players, and that's something they're good at. And they normally Bob Myers is drafted for the most part pretty well. No GM is perfect at drafting, but yeah, I think Gold State will be fine. And with what that about being Dallas? said, I conference I'm, finals. Yeah. What about Dallas? Are they going to take a step back now? Yeah. Or is the, Christian Wood going to fill no, up I, twenty points? I I. I it's like that's why I was hoping for Dallas just because I guess live around here. I was hoping they could have got Beal. Luca is shit. Probably I'm on just skill talent alone. I'd say he's a top five six player in basketball, but he still does not even have not even like it's not even Batman and Robin. It's like Batman and like Mini Me. Like I he he needs someone like that dude. Like forced the Clippers to a, a, a six-game series, literally on his own, pretty much on his own. And even this year, like this when last he's, year, though, he, Brunson averaged twenty-some points in the playoffs. Brunson did he, help. He was yes. a damn good player this year. They made the he, conference he, finals. He was. He's gone. And, but he, and he was. I think there's a level of players you can get above him. But yeah, he's gone now, which obviously digresses. Christian Wood is not. He's he's a mini me. Like you think it was I, I just, empty empty stats the the twenty and ten type stuff. You think that's empty stats where he was? He's uh, not gonna do that in Dallas. I, I don't I don't I don't see him as a he, I don't see him as a Robin to help Luca. He's a, he's a good basketball player, but he's not gonna be a guy that. No, I, I no, I think he's like a like a C They're level gonna have player. To make a you, you you need an A or B. You need just I I think if if you literally if you if you could landed Beal. Like Beal and Luca, dude, Luca's gonna do a lot of the heavy lifting. Now you had one of the best just true scorers in the game. Like that's all I need. But they they literally still can't find them. And uh, Cuban's trying. And it's it's like that dude's afraid to spend money or try to make his team better. I think he wants it, but they still haven't done it yet. So you're gonna have another year of Luca, who is obviously plenty young. He's not even in his prime yet. But it, it's got to be frustrating just because you need a piece surrounding him, and they haven't done it for the past handful of years now. And you got to find someone to – all he needs is one other person, and that team could be a threat immediately. But right now, again, you're, it's Luka against the world, and he's, he's – I'm about shit. to get a violin out here. But I'm, I'm saying – like, No, I know the, what you're saying. Yeah, like Le- LeBron, Jordan, all, all, all the great superstars have had a sidekick. He doesn't have one. So I, I think um, your ceiling is maybe the playoffs in the first round, and you're you're pissing away a dude who is special. So, yeah. Celtics trade for Brogdon, and they sign Gallinari. Good bench, but they needed bench, and they needed a ball handler. What's mm-hmm. that do, sir? Oh man! Well, it, I'm happy Boston did this move now, and not this past year. So they, <laughs> yeah, they've right. done this this past year. I'm not sure if Golden <laughs> Could State could get a little tricky. Title. Yeah, because what, what was Boston's biggest issue against Golden State? Well, Tatum was tired. They didn't have enough depth, yeah. and 
they didn't have a true point guard because Marcus Smart isn't a good ball handler when it matters, and Tatum needed time to breathe on the bench. And yeah, what was it, 41 and a half minutes he, he averaged in the playoffs? Or dude was like a – and so, you no wonder could, he wore down. Yeah. Like maybe Udoka should have made, played bench players more, but they weren't doing shit either. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, so I think that's a huge piece. Clearly, you still – and you didn't lose anyone. You still got Smart. You still got Brown. You still got Tatum. Um, you, you have that fire and energy now. And, Chris, so many times in basketball, especially, whether it's college or pro, a team makes it to the finals, they win it the next year. You've seen that with, like, Carolina. You've seen it with Duke. You've seen it in the NBA. Like, Golden State, they went through their bumps too. Like, that that's such a common theme where, hey, we didn't get it done this year, but we learned a lot. We were almost there. Let's make a few minor tweaks. Let's not blow things up. And boom, next year we're there. It wouldn't surprise me at all for Boston win the East. I'm not saying they're like, they should be like the strong 100% favorites, but they'll be contending again unless injuries happen. Well, like, they'll be more I'm, than contending. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, and, you I, know, I would, obviously, if, if Milwaukee gets you know who back, well, that just adds layers too. Yeah, and, and we'll see sure. what Miami does as well, too. But, yeah, I think you got to be happy if you're a Boston fan because you, you had one issue, give us a point guard, you found one. All right, let's go back to – and now, can they be an elite defense again? I don't know because those defense numbers they put up were elite. Maybe that was their best year of defense. But if you can keep up pretty much the same defense, that's a, a very scary-looking team again next year. Yeah, and now all of a sudden they may – you never know. They may have Horford off the bench. Sure. Gallinari off the bench. Um, you never know what they're going to do with the starting lineup, uh, but you know it's it, it, it's it's really key for a champ a conference a, a, a finalist team. I have little problems getting that out for a team that made the NBA finals to make those two moves. I really think that's impressive. I really think that's impressive. Uh, that's exactly what they needed to do. Like you said, for your sake, um, you know. Luckily, they didn't do that in there. And I still want Marcus Smart, and I don't think it's going to happen. Um, anyway, because remember, <laughs> he was on the move in January. Um, don't you worry. We're getting to Utah in, in the Timberwolves. We got It's going to be a deep subject because, uh, you know, we're talking about the Timberwolves. Now, Zion Williams, we heard, oh, no, he'll never. He's not going to sign. The, the, the New, or New Orleans isn't going to sign. It. They don't even want it. They, they don't want it. Oh, he signed an extension. Five-year deal. Um, can with Zion, can they, or without Zion, let's say, uh, but he's there, um, top six, can they skip the plan and be a top six team in the West next year? Uh, you got Ingram, you got McCollum, um, you got... I mean, that's your mm, little dude who was pissing off everybody. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got the uh, big, they got the center, yeah, and I mean, they got Zion, who people kind of forget that year that he did stay healthy the whole year. He was an all pro player. I mean, he was a I know. stud. And he shot a really high percent. I think if Zion's healthy, I think they're a playoff team. Like Ingram, um, I, I'm, I always love just kind of ranking people roughly. He's a, uh, a, when healthy, he's like a top 20 score in the game or top 25. Like the dude scores pretty yeah. effortlessly, but he he's in the situation the again, too. relative, like kind of like Luca, like where he is their go to guy and he doesn't necessarily have it. Like he's kind of like when it's a clutch moment, you know where the ball's going. And he does, I mean, McCollum can still shoot, but 
Ingram is kind of their guy. And I think if you would give him a guy like Zion, who is like a down low threat, like that team gets scary. Cause then you got, you can't, they, they, they've can done a good job of stuff too. I mean, that's basically all he does is drive, you know? Yeah. And they've it's done like a good job of drafting, feet, you know, he can just, he, he has these layups that he goes high off the glass. Like he's just efficient as shit. Yeah, and they've done a good job of drafting like uh, some good defenders and some spot three point shooters. You got McCollum. I mean, you you got you got vets and you have young players and you have middle players. Like that's a good looking team. Of top Zion six Delphi. though, they they made the playoffs last year. Can well, they be top you're right. Six? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if, if they Zion's took that healthy, team, they took a team. Well, Booker did miss three games or whatever, but yeah. I mean, I feel like they got a legit chance at top six if Zion's healthy. Yes, I'd agree. I'd agree with you on that 100. percent Yeah, because his his potentials. I I just hope he's not a Brandon Roy. I hope that we get to see his true potential because I thought Brandon Roy could have been really special. Too, and you never you saw a glimpse of him, and that was about the best you ever saw Brandon Roy. So I hope I hope Zion's not another Brandon Roy that could have been super special. We only saw a few minor episodes of it. Well, if that was the case, the Timberwolves would have drafted him and traded him. Um, because that's what we did with Brandon. Roy. Uh, we didn't need him. Who needs him, right? We, we, don't, we don't need to pair him with Garnett. Why would you want that? Okay, so the most greedy player in the league, as people say, Harden reworked his deal something like fifteen or sixteen million dollars less, showing he wants to be there. It's a two-year deal. One of them's I think it's a one-year guarantee. I think it's a player option the second year. They were able to sign a guy like P.J. Tucker. Some other just solid pieces. They made that trade for uh, uh, what's his name now? Uh, Starts with the M. Just a solid. Milton. Uh, Solid player, you know? Yeah. Um, Harden. It's really his hamstring. Because remember two years ago when uh, Durant and Kyrie were out? And then Durant came back. Remember how good he played for like two months before his hammy? He was sure. just, oh shit, this dude's an all-pro again. Mm-hmm. If he can even bring 90% of that back and stay relatively healthy and not come in uh, with a hammy, what, what, do you, what do you think about that team? P.J. Tucker's a solid dude. He's 38 now or whatever, but he's a solid guy. I like that he did take $15 million less. It tells me something. It tells me something. I don't know exactly what it is, but it tells me something. And I know um, you like to go off on Philly, so try not to take too long. <laughs> uh, I think that if you have a, a healthy Harden, a healthy Embiid, a Maxi who has potential to be, I yeah. would say, a, a, a good scorer like Harden, she's already showing glimpses of it, I think that, that team can compete with a Boston or Milwaukee. But it's just, are you ever going to uh, have if. a – yeah, yeah, it's it's not about the skill level. It's, it's kind of like the to parallel to Denver. Denver has Jokic and Murray, and we never see him healthy with Mike Porter Jr. Philly's so kind kind of in the same situation where they have three players who are all pretty good, but we never see him healthy in playoff time. So yeah, I think shit. I think I, I, I for sure am beating Harding can go neck and neck with a Boston or Milwaukee because. Yeah, they they could, but you need he's thirty three now, so he's got to these next yeah. two years or whatever is probably going to be his last best years, you know. 
Yeah. If, if, I mean, the, he even had some glimpses in the playoffs this year. Harden did. Of especially that one flashback game, moments. dude. Yeah, he was going but then the, off. That's right. But then the following game is kind of back to oh, what do what, you just went off and now you're back to ho hum Harden? Like I don't know, but potential sure. But 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 if you're Philadelphia, you gotta be super excited for Maxi because that kid, I, he he made one of the biggest jumps we've seen in quite a while for it just. Like for the skill level, for the way he showed his rookie year to the second year, he made a, a huge leap, which I'd be excited as hell if I was a, a Philly fan. So for whatever reason, Portland has uh, Dame under contract for four years, but they added two more, and they're a buck twenty-two for two years when he's like thirty-seven or some shit. I mean, that's weird. That was weird, but it is what it is. No big deal. As we said, Zach did come back to Chicago. Finally got his big, big deal because, you know, he, he, he was the third wheel in Minnesota, so he wasn't able to put up the stats to get a uh, max, and now he got one. Um, so good for him, no doubt about it. Um, the uh, – who was I going to go to? Oh, yeah, well, obviously, um, let's talk about eight – Signing back, um, and now we're hearing like July first. They they told him that they were he was going to sign. I don't know if that's true or not, but why'd you wait so damn long then uh, to do this? If you were just gonna, I, I know you could say, okay, let's make sure someone one team offered him the max. Okay, that proves that we're going to keep. Um, to me, that just comes down to Chris Paul's health in May, if they can make it back to the finals. Uh, you know, I'm not picking him if they, if he is healthy, but as far as, like, into the conference final, it, it comes down to he has to be healthy, obviously. And then um, John Wall and the Clippers. We know the Clippers, they're the favorite right now if everyone comes back healthy. John Wall... He, the contract he signed, the two-year deal, I believe it was, if you look at the amount he could have got paid and what he's getting paid, that tells me he's ready to sacrifice the points. We already know him to be a good assist man. I mean, he's always been a guy that could go eight. I mean, he's averaged almost 11 assists in one year, so he can pass his ass off. But we talked about this before we got on. 40 games in the last three years, what is his body? Like, how... That's a transformation. It sounds weird to people. But what do you mean? He's going to be fresh. When you only play 40 games, and some of it was just sitting there because Houston didn't want to play him or uh, Washington for a while. Some of it was his knee. We know he's got knee issues too. Those two teams, what do you think? The Suns and then uh, not necessarily. We, we know what we all think about the Clippers because we've even talked about that to close out the year. But John Wall, and like I said, that 40 game, three years. That is not going to be easy. They got to baby him back. Yeah, but I think the potential upside for him making what fifteen million a year is so huge because if he even gets back to being eighty percent healthy of what he was, that dude is like back up to like a, a top a top fifteen guard. I mean, we talked about Harden being on and off at times. I think if we get a relatively healthy again, John Wall takes that, pressure off your dude, and, that, and he's a veteran. That dude. Even even his eighty percent quick first step is still gonna be faster yeah, than most right. guys. Like the, yeah. 
because he used to be probably the quickest guard in the game, if not top three. And if he can I'd get say kind he was of quickest when he came, uh, he, he probably what? Yeah. So if you can get him being eighty percent again for a team that's already got the veteran experience, the playoff mentality, like the, if if you got Kawhi, Paul George, and John Wall, like shit, that. Mm. With, and then the depth that they have with, with the role players they got, yeah, that that makes them they've look scary. all played I mean, together for the most part. The, the, all, all they've been wanting for the last few years is having a healthy Kawhi. Yeah. So then you bring in maybe one of the most talented older vets to bring in the, who can run the point. Like, do good On luck. On paper, I see why they're the favorite. Yeah. I don't think that's weird. And for the Suns, I guess they swallowed some pride. People maybe spent yeah. some apologies <laughs> to each other because Aiden got benched last game of the year. I'll oh, screw the team. I'm uh-huh. leaving. We, I benched him, and he ain't going to talk back to me. But, uh, well, we'll keep, we're good. We'll keep you. It's fine. You're, you're yeah, we're good. No to our, we could have extended you fucking yeah. a year ago, but you're part did. of our process. You, you matter to our process. We're gonna we're gonna keep you, buddy. Okay, all right, okay, cool. All right, sorry. Right, see, you. all right, later. See you at practice next day. So, I, I wins talk. I'll just, I'll just say it. Wins winning talks, and I think that was a good yeah. example. And uh, sports happen. Um, people, players get pissed off all the time. People have arguments. Like that's not yeah, end of the world. Right. No one's that's perfect, true. but. At the end of the day, maybe you let you calm down a bit. You Aiton still is a huge part of that team because if he was to leave and you don't replace him with a guy like he is still one of the more talented all around bigs because the the big man in a lot of ways Chris has gone away from the game and in some ways of strategy and the way the game is played. But to have a versatile big like him, there's really a handful well, of guys similar years, to has, him. Has gone, it has gone back. A little, yeah. There's more of them. Anyway. There are, but he's. I would still say he's one of the more versatile, more talented bigs around, and he's still relative. You know, he's, he's still young. He's so, young. yeah. So keeping him, I think, was a smart business decision for that team. And you know, Chris Paul, it's that funky, runs. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a funky way to do it. True. Yeah. Like ah, uh, we're gonna see if we don't believe you're a max player. Oh wait! Someone thinks you're one. One team thinks okay. Well, you are Max Blair. My bad. You are Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little funky, dude. Four year buck thirty three. But yeah, I think it's. I I understand like what Chris Paul does for him. He does get easy buckets, and so I understand how if Chris Paul wasn't there, well, shit. When he's hurt, you see what happens. Um. Mm-hmm. It, I understand, like, him being the second – he's not the second uh, – Aiton's not the second best player on the team. Chris Paul still is. And they have to expand that. We talked about that the last year, remember? Or not last year, but in the playoffs back in you know May, that we can't have Chris Paul as our best player. He can't be that crazy of a player all-purpose. He is for them, but – you can't rely on such an old guy to give you that much every, and he no. has to go out there and get 14 assists to win the game. Mm-hmm. Like it just, he's not going to be able to do it after a while, and you're putting too much tread on him, dude. He's got he already got a lot of tread, and we know the last, whatever, seven to nine years in, in May, he gets injured at, or yeah. in June like he did yep. two years ago. So. It is what it is, but yeah, you're right. It had to happen. Okay, we ducked it for quite a while. I'm going to be long-winded, 
um, obviously. But um, let's look at that for both sides. You know, before we got on there, this is obviously I'm talking about Utah and Minnesota trade, that a lot of uh, teams are very angry at the Timberwolves right now um, because of the amount of picks. And it's hard to, you know, it's hard to make a trade right now because every year the market gets established. And as we know, I think Zach Lowe and a couple other people have broken this down um, for a variety of reasons. First round picks are not valued as much as they used to be. Um, in recent years, we have seen um, three and four first round picks go out the door. Now, when you look at like AD, you're matching with LeBron. That's a no brainer. Uh, the holiday one was people were like, oh, did you? But it ended up, you know, you could say injury or not. They ended up with a chip with it. So in the end, it did make sense. There's, uh, I mean, fuck, Harden, right? Houston, like that that move. Like there, there's there been some moves. And then beyond the one we made, the, the Minnesota, um, you know, the player who's a, a pretty damn solid player from San Antonio got traded to Atlanta. And – they gave up three first-round picks, and he's not an all-pro player. Three first-round picks seems like a lot. So with that said, we have seen more, and also I think that the way the lotto's set up, um, it's different. And we've seen a lot of, well, this is a four-man draft. This is a five-man draft. This is a three-man draft. You know, almost every other year there's that, right, that talk, three-man draft, five-man draft. And some of these drafts that they say are so thin, they get a lot of good role players out of it or like third or fourth type guys. If you look at some of these drafts that they've said were so thin, yeah, overall there's not a bunch of superstars, in the, you know, whatever, but there's some, they're a little bit underrated. I'd say some of these drafts, but I understand for whatever reason, and there's a variety of my one over some of them that the first round pick is not as valuable as it used to be. Now, you know, the Herschel Walker trade, I'll, I'll, first of all, I know the Herschel Walker trade, right? Because I was alive. Herschel Walker uh, <laughs> took a kickoff and he, he ran out of his shoe. He thought it was the coolest fucking thing. Super Bowl, here we come. But I don't think in the late 20s they're going to get Aikman and Emmett Smith either, uh, Utah, the two Hall of Famers. Maybe they will. They got to go bare late. You know, who knows? But my point is, um, let me, let, let, you go ahead, Utah in Minnesota, and then we talked about this on air. Should they just do the build, the rebuild, or they should they do and keep Donovan Mitchell because they have him for four years, and he's entering basically he's in his prime. He will be for a while because he's still young. Or should they go full rebuild? And then obviously um, the Minnesota side has to play in there too. There's no way you could say, especially picks, that they gave too many of them up. There's just no way you could say that they didn't. Of course they did. Four picks is too much. But, you know, Rudy's going to be used in a different way. What, what do you think overall from both sides and also the full rebuild or partial rebuild in Utah? Because it's a big decision for Danny Ainge. All right. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think you gave it too many picks. Um, so we're agreed on that. Um, I also think that that's the, bullshit. Oh wait, yeah, go ahead. The I think that the player skills 
like, I wouldn't have done the players trade. Like, Beverly kind of became like the heart and the DNA of that team was like a wiry guy. So just me personally, like, I thought that the the skill players Minnesota gave up were a higher skill level than Gobert, in my opinion. So I don't think the trade made sense from a, a skill level trade or um, a draft pick trade. And you combine them all together, really, just, and I'm, I don't really have a dog in this race, a horse in this race. But I, I thought it was crazy. But I, I, I said that on Twitter, and I had some people come back to me and, who are Wolves fans, not you. Well, but Most people thought it was too much both sides. Yeah. Well, not necessarily the player side, but for sure, it's just too much in general. It is. And yeah. so then, so I was asking people, as, all right, so, all right, well, let's get your respect. And I think this is the question you have to ask yourself if you're a Wolves fan. What what is your what is what is your expectations with the trade? Okay, and because after having some Twitter arguments, I didn't get crazy. No one got blocked. But all right, <laughs> so it's kind of I kind of thought about this logically. But I was telling myself, okay, so if I'm a Wolves fan, does this make the Wolves a better regular season team? Yes. So if your ceiling for the Rudy Gobert trade is we've become a we have a better regular season record, cool. We could maybe trade. we could get home court in the next few years possibly. Yeah. Now I guess the one issue I would I would say to counter this is the fact that and again it's not all his fault, but with the money he'll be making and with how the game has changed against elite teams, in my opinion, I'm a sabermetrics person, as some people say on the line, but do you want to invest a ton of money on a guy who, when teams go small, is he going to be on the court? And that's my thing. If, if again, if, if you're, if you're, because some people, yeah, will, that's this, the obvious thing. Yeah, this makes this makes us a serious contender. Okay, well, if it does regular season, sure. But when you're playing a team like Golden State or did Clippers Golden State or, go small though in the playoffs a lot? Or did Looney play a big role? Well, I'm just saying for the their longevity, it, it won. It won. They they benched Bogan and won him a couple of titles earlier. You know, so I'm just saying. yeah. But they, I'm saying this year when they won the championship, how much did they need Looney? He well, he, he don't look at his rebound. He was yeah. helpful. Yeah, he was helpful. He was. But okay, go ahead. But I'm just saying I've seen when you see people like Chris Paul or Curry who. I've, shit, they can, they can play a guy like Gobert off the court just because the pick and roll. I I just think that, and we've had we've seen with the Clippers now. Like it, he's had moments where he's been exposed in the playoffs from his height and how the Jazz play defense. So you could also fairly say that hey, Rudy Gobert is surrounded by a bunch of clowns that don't know how to play defense. That's yeah, fair. he shouldn't be running out to the three point no, line when you can should. see the other players supposed to be over there. Go ahead. So you're yeah, right. I though. guess I just I don't know what. Can, and again, in a couple of years, he's gonna be making around like over forty million a year. So I think it's, it's the too fourth much. year is gonna be one where you look and go, "That's a lot of money." Yeah. So again, he makes you a better regular season team. I'm not sure if he'll make you a better playoff team because my last part, and I'll stop here, is I have watched him play a ton, and his he can give you rebounds, but his hands are he's so bad offensively. So you're literally trading him to become a defensive cornerstone of a piece of a defensive team that does the improvement. But I don't know if the if how the game plays against certain teams, if he's elite enough to stay on the court. That that that's my that's my question that will get answered over time. 
So I think they gave too much, but I think most people agree on that. I do think that he will get exposed because I'm a little, I guess, anti-Gobert. But to counter it, he was trying to buy a bunch of shitty players, maybe give him a, a new chance around a new team, and I'll just settle And we're not going to ask him to score. We're not going to ask him to do that. We don't that need him fair. to be the second-best scoring option on our team He does need all. to produce points. You're right. Remember, we didn't true. have to give up Ant. We didn't have to give up Cat or D'Lo to get him on our team. So keep going, though. All right, let's go Utah side. Um, they what do you do think? That. Rebuild or Good. full rebuild? Obviously, they're rebuilding. <laughs> you know, they're rebuilding. But since you got such a goddamn, you know, heaping, you know, you they're going to trade. Uh, they're they're trading. They may trade Beasley, but they're for sure trading uh, Pat Bev. They're going to trade. We, He's not. Gonna we play. we've we've talked about uh, Clippers. Um, we've talked about New Orleans. We've talked about Golden State. Talked about Dallas. All four of those teams, I would say, are already above the the Jazz. Um, uh, we talk about LeBron. Um, Memphis is coming back. Golden State is coming back. Like I just, I think if you are Utah, of those six teams I just named, who of those six teams are you going to beat right now? They're not going like, to beat us either. D- d- no, it's, so seven, right? And, and oh, Phoenix. Like right yeah. now, I'd say you're projected to be a nine or a ten seed, and Mitchell right. is not. Uh, a player with like a guy like Bogdanovich and like Clarkson, like you, he, he's, he's in a very similar situation to Lillard and Luca where you have a, uh, and I won't say he's as good as Lillard and Luca, but you have a stud guard and you need help and they don't have enough help. And again, those role players are named around him. Like Jordan Clarkson, again, super fun to watch. He's one of the best six men in the whole league. He scores points like on fire, but he's not going to carry you to a playoff run with Donovan Mitchell. So I think if you can trade him to New York and get a lot of pieces back and start a rebuild, you might as well because, yeah, you ain't going deep. It, it didn't work out with Gobert. They've had the well, – they, they the, didn't they have the best record in the NBA two years ago or three? Like, they've had their yep. run. It, it didn't play yeah, out. Yeah, they, they tried. It, it didn't work. Yep. Yeah, it didn't work out. So time to re- and you got a new coach coming into The Quinn Snyder experiment didn't work out either. So, yeah, I would just start the rebuild. And, again, three to four years from now, a lot of star players we've loved in the West for the last 15 years are going to be done, and it's a whole new ball game again. So why not get your team ready for that whole new ball game of a new field? Relatively. Yeah, I mean, so rebuild or full rebuild? Re- rebuild. Re- I, okay. I, I would trade Mitchell and start the rebuild process. Okay, so, so the full yeah. rebuild. Full, full, full rebuild, yeah. Yeah, full rebuild, yes. Yeah, and I, I – uh... And also, how long's Mitchell gonna want to fucking stay there if they're you know got all these well, young players around? Yeah, you know? for sure, absolutely. Yeah, and the Knicks want his ass. Mm-hmm. So, will it be in the next month? I don't think so. I think it'll probably take you know, um, it'll probably who knows? Maybe the trade deadline. It's tough to say. It's really tough. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. You know, I'm not gonna say Mitchell won't get traded for the the season. I'm not saying that, sure. but. I wouldn't doubt if it pushes into that, but yeah, I think most players don't want to hang around like that. No, um, especially when he's you know just entering his prime. He's in his prime. He'll probably be there for the next four to six years, easy. Um, so I think they should go full rebuild. And they got—I mean, you talk about a rebuild. You're not going to draft those four, all four of those picks. You know what I mean? You're, you can you can combine those two and then get a player, and then you know what I mean? Sure. So you can you can do shit with it, and who knows how much they're going to get from Mitchell. And that's also the reason why they're going to have to wait 
because nobody's going to fucking do four for him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it meant, I'll say this. The, the amount of, like, the the behind the scenes now, everybody's saying GMs hate the Timberwolves because they set the market so high. And uh, so we we may have, we the, the Timberwolves may have saved the league from another super team. I think people are underestimating that. Um, because like the Durant thing, before Rudy Gobert was traded, Durant, so they we, we checked in, we checked in with everybody. And Durant, they wanted Towns in and in four first rounders. So that just shows you. And remember, he doesn't have a no trade clause, which is nutty. But he's got four years, no options, no nothing, just straight up four years. And no trade, you know, there's no no trade clause, right? Which is crazy. Shows you how much at the time he believed in what was going on because that's fucking nuts for his caliber of player. Um, but it also shows, like, how how much are you going to have to give up? Like, if he goes to Miami, who are they going to have to give up? They're not going to be able to keep, uh, you know, they'll keep Butler, but who are they going to have to give up for that? Hero? Sure. You think they're going to do the deal for Hero and that's it? Like, no, fuck them, you know? So the, the, it we may have saved you guys, everyone. Everyone out there, including Golden State. We may have, or Golden State, not, you know, getting Durant. Now that's not going to happen. We know the Suns aren't going to get more likely. So that's kind of interesting. Now, I would go full rebuild, too, uh, if I were Utah. Okay, now as far as the other side of it, like I said before, you know, 2023, 25, 27, it's too many picks. There's just no doubt about it. Now, in Minnesota, in places like this, you have to pay a tax, right? Unfortunately. Sure. You pay a tax. Now, we just happen to pay a tax like it's World War One or World War Two, where the top 1% back in the day was playing 88% taxes, <laughs> right? That's what they were paying, Okay. <laughs> Um, so we played the World War One and World War Two tax, which was fucking it's insane, right? No doubt about it. But when we talk about players and we talk we can't get like here's the deal. The Timberwolves had about fifty to fifty five to sixty million dollars next year coming off the books. Potentially. Okay? So it was either gonna be this year or next year that they were gonna make a move. But Go look at the free agent market next year. You think LeBron's going to come here? No, he's not coming here. Um, who, like, there's a chance that uh, Fred Van Fleet could opt out of his deal and be a free agent next year. Maybe we could get him. Um, we can't get a free agent of a big name to, to come here. We just can't. Now, to you know, like a Max guy, right? And, sure. An all-pro guy. All pro, let's go. Because that is what Rudy is. He is an all pro player. We could talk about his money, especially the last year. The last year, it's up to 46. Now, the top players are going to be making like 55, 58, you know. So we got to think that too. It's, he's making about $10 million less than Towns in four years. But it's a lot of money, okay? No doubt about it. Now, uh, Beasley, the only reason why Beasley didn't get traded last year. It's because he was in jail. That's why he didn't get traded. 
So this last year, he upped his trade back. He wasn't. He has an expiring deal. He wasn't coming back. This was going to be his last year. That's just factual. Pat Bev, we extended him one year to keep him here for a year or to trade him. Pat Bev was going to be here one more year, and that's it. I love Pat Bev. He did his job, but some of some of the some of the national people didn't watch the Timberwolves because they don't know McDaniel's. They don't know McDaniel's, who's he's special, twenty-one year old, and, and forget offense. I'm talking defense here. So, and then offensively, they say, "Well, how's it going to fit? You're going to have a non-shooter." That's another tell that you didn't watch the Timberwolves. Vanderbilt is a non-score, non-shooter. He can't shoot to save his life. If you talk about hands, he's got one of the worst. I mean, you could probably give a turnover a game on D'Angelo's record because of him dropping a ball. Straight up. So I love Vando defensively, but to act like he was something on offense is clearly these people weren't watching Timberwolves case. And I get it. You know, since KG left, why in the fuck would you watch Timberwolves games? I get that. I get that. But you're telling me you didn't watch the team if you think the players were the – first of all, Beasley is a three-point shooter, a very good one. He shot almost 38% last year. But that's all he is. He doesn't defend. He doesn't pass. He just takes – he took nine three-pointers a game off the bench last year. He's a volume three-point shooter who was on a expiring. He wasn't going to come back, okay? So when you look at the depth, so they got Beasley from Denver because they had Harris and Murray. He, he was backed up. He'd always play good off the bench, or when there was an injury, he played good. But he wasn't anything. Nobody knew he was a 20-point scorer or an 18-point scorer potentially, right? He, or he wasn't doing that. We made the trade. We put him on the starting line at the first year. Then he came off the bench last year. But Jordan or Jalen Noel is a walking, talking bucket. And the difference is he shot 38% three last year, but he's not going to volume shoot like Beasley. I don't think he'll shoot 38% again, but he can get to the rack. He can get to the rack. And Noel is a guy that is a – he can facilitate – he can get to the rack, and not just that, he drives and pulls up from, like, you know, 12 feet floater. He's got that type of game, and we we need more pressure on the rim, okay? Now, Vando, clearly Vando's a, a good defensive player, more on the perimeter, but, you know, he's a small dude. We were the smallest team in the league last year. People don't realize that. Vando weighed 218 pounds or something. He got pushed around a lot. We wouldn't have been getting outboarded 18 to 6 on the offensive rebounds if he was taking care of that. I love Vando, but the whole thing of, well, what are you going to do offensively? Vando didn't do shit offensively. He wasn't in there for offense. So the upgrade from Gobert to Vando for what this team needed, they, they were one of the worst rebounding teams, especially giving up offensive rebounds. They were one of they were second worst uh defending you know, rim protection in the league. They were horrible. That's why they lost that series. That's why they gave up all those leads because we defend really well, and then they get an easy putback. 
And we're not going to – another thing Vando did really well, he defended on the perimeter, but he also offensive rebounds. Well, we're not going to lose anything on offensive rebound because Gobert can offensive rebound. So rebounding offensively and defensively and block shots, we're not going to ask him to average 18 or 20 points at all, at all. Now, he has the number – he is the number one pick – in role, whether it's scoring or an assist on that play. Both of those were number one. His pick and roll, when you look at the difference between Vando or Nas Reed or anybody else that we played at that position as a big next to Towns, his screen game is way better, and he actually rolls hard. We had five alley-oops last year that were successful, right? He led the league in dunking. Sounds stupid. We're not going to ask much of him, but he can dunk way more than Vando could, right? He can roll. In that pick and roll, now, when you go back and look at all that shit, the pick and roll, a lot of times they'd fake pass to him, and that would move the center, and that would open the lane, or it'd be a wide-open three. So his screen game, he's one of the best screen setters in the league. That unlocks Ant and D'Angelo Russell, because when D'Angelo Russell and Cat, by the way, Cat's the best pick and pop guy in the league. So you got the best pick and roll and the best pick and pop analytically in the league, the most successful, I should say, right? So offensively, he is actually going to bring something to, especially D'Angelo and Ant, because when two guys are on Cat, it's hard to do pick and roll. If they had the best perimeter defender on D'Angelo at the time, and then they got two guys on Cat, what are you going to do with pick and roll with that? You can't really do much with it. And we didn't run any, run many plays for Dilo off of that. Pick and roll where he's got that drop center, he, he, he's really good in this. So that's going to unlock Dilo, unlock Amp because he'll get better looks off of a screen, off of, uh, you know, off of actually Gobert. So offensively, you know, we led the, the league in points. I think we were eighth in efficiency. From January on, we were number one in both. Offensively, we're going to be just fine. Now, another thing about Cat, he doesn't – he's he's normally played the four position. Uh, Gorgie Chang, Ty Gibson, those guys were centers in that – on offense and defense. People don't realize that. He's mostly played the four. In college, he played the four, too. He plays the four just fine. And then some people say, well, it, you know, there's going to be some – undersides four that are going to get off the dribble. And that's fair. Last year, we the only defense we could play was uh, the high wall. And he was the center in the high wall. And so he guarded a bunch of people at the perimeter or crashed really high. On that screen, Marshall, we came super high on that screen. That's the only defense we could play because we couldn't play drop, which most of the league plays drop, right? They drop the center. Well, now we have a drop center. So, well, there'll be, let's say uh, eight guys in the league can take, uh, at the power forward position, can take uh, Towns off the dribble. Let's just say, because there's probably about that much. I did the math, right? Well, who's behind him then? So if they take Towns off the dribble, who's going to be behind him? The best defensive player at his position. So this whole thing of fit, and then also when you talk about B, uh, Pat Bev, Right now, McDaniels is not as good as Pat Bev because Pat Bev 
is one of the better defenders and has been since he stepped in the league. And he also knows everybody. So, he, you know, the film study so ahead of everybody on that. But McDaniels is not this major drop-off. He's already a solid-ass defender, and he's 6'10", with a 7'2 wingspan. And he'll be, he'll be the one guarding the best either, basically one through three. We've been, he was a three most of the time four because we were so small. So as far as the big stuff, I got news for you. In year one and year two of this deal, because Goldberg's, you know, under, under contract for four years, if Golden State and the Clippers beat us in the playoffs because they went small, do you think we'd beat them in small ball? I, I know for a fact we would. <laughs> if we're getting beat by the Clippers and Golden State, is that the worst thing that could happen in the next two years? Is that, is that like something to hold your head and go, man, because I guarantee you we wouldn't be able to go small with them. We were already small, and you see how many, you know, see how many offensive rebounds we gave up. Now, that team Memphis, they, they had two bigs in the lineup for most of the year, right? If you look at the Boston Celtics, they had two bigs in their lineup. So it's not all like Horford and Embiid was a bad match because Embiid can't shoot the three. Towns is another thing. People don't realize Towns took the least amount of threes he's taken since he was like a rookie. He usually was putting up eight to ten. He's just going to be back to doing that now. So this whole what's going to happen on offense we had Vando, dude. We had Vando in the starting lineup, and he's a non-factor, both screen and offensively. So we're used to that. Literally, we scored the most points in the league last year with Vando in the starting lineup. So that whole thing of, well, he's not good at offense. We don't need him to be good at offense. We just need him to set a screen and roll hard. And when you look at him, he can fucking do that. That's something he can do. Now, you know, when he had a small guy on him and then didn't pass the ball to him, he could just turn around and dunk. You know, there, there's some weird shit there because they, they, they tried to put the ball in his hands more, and he's not good in the post. He's not – he doesn't have all these post moves. He's not good at offense. That's for sure. But we're not going to need – dude, when you got the scoring we got in D'Angelo and Cat, why the fuck would we ask him to score? We don't need him to score. So I'm saying – and we talked about this off air, and you just mentioned it. In year three and year four, if you look at where Ant and, and McDaniels and a couple other young guys are going to be in year three and year four from now, when you look at where Golden State is going to be in year three and four, LeBron, Chris Paul, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, where are those guys going to be in year three and year four of this deal? That's the way I'm looking at it. That's the way I'm looking. And I do think we have a legitimate chance to have home court advantage in year three and year four. And once you get home court advantage, whether you're second or fourth or whatever, as we know, anything can happen in the playoffs with injuries. So, and not only that, but I think you you add in, you know, this is only our second playoff, you know, basketball since 2004. So, if you're telling me we have chances to be a top four seed and have good regular seasons, I'm happy as hell. Nationally, I get it. People are like, dude, that was a dumb trade. I, I totally get that. 
we gave up way too much. But the player for player, I disagree with that because they don't know the depth. They don't know the depth. They don't know Noel. They don't know Noel at all. And Noel is just as good a basketball player as Beasley. But you know what? He makes about $14 million less a year. So, and, and they added Kyle Anderson, who's a solid backup. They brought back Prince, who's a solid backup. They have Nas Reed, who's a solid backup center. They just added, uh, what's his toes, who shot 41% from the three. Forbes, who two years ago played a decent role off the bench for Milwaukee, Forbes. He's a 41.5 the last four years. They just added Austin Rivers for depth. (coughs) They have some depth on this team. And J-Mac is our backup point guard. So we have D-Lo, J-Mac, and Austin Rivers. That's our three point guards. Ant, Noel, McDaniels, Prince, Cat, Kyle Anderson, Gobert, Nasri. That's 10 deep right there. So... I'm personally good with it, but I can also see why nationally they think it's too much and it's not going to be worth it. That's all I got. And I can go 10 more minutes if you want. <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely. And we're going to get Boogie Cousins. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was the biggest splash they've made, and again, they did offer a lot. Um, again, I, I do think that. Um, Durant will pick somewhere. Again, I'd be very surprised if he didn't find himself a, a new town with a better chance, um, with Kyrie being so unpredictable. Um, but yeah, I, that it's, it, it's fun. And, and what's also fun is the fact that college football is about five weeks away from starting. So we're, before you know it, we'll be right back in picking the crappy game of the week and picking college football. And that is a whole other can of worms to discuss what's going on in that sport. Because five, six years from now, that sport could look ten times more different than what, how the Wolves might look in three to four years. Who knows what's going on in that world. So uh, it, it was a lot of fun to do this uh, NBA free agency show. As Chris said, the last about the last five or six years, pretty much every offseason in the NBA, it's been entertaining. And it is even more fun when your team makes a move that puts them in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, any, any last remember, parts? Remember, to, wrap remember to thank us for the no super team potential, okay? <laughs> and let on us, that note. Let us lose in the second round, okay? Let us lose in the guys. Let us get to the second round. You know, in franchise history, they got out of the first round one time in the last 32 years. So, Will people around here be happy to be in the second round? You fucking goddamn right they will be. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right. Now, three, four years from now, they may get sick of it. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So on that note, hey, uh, uh, stay safe. Drink a lot of water. Uh, if you're going to golf like me, I suppose go out when it's about 7 a.m. Because besides that, it's going to be too hot. So uh, enjoy the rest of summer. We'll be back with college football again. Before you know it, Saturdays get really fun again. So the boys are out. Have a good one. Peace. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.